Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. This is the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. The area's only local sports talk program. Covering it all from the preps. Three days of lays into this one. This one could be gone. It's back and it is over the fence. A home run. Number two on the year for the sophomore catcher, Grace Redazel. To the pros. Love fade, shoots, he misses, he misses, and Kansas will win. It's a banger for Kansas basketball. Your Jayhawks are national champions. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, and the Brannick Gold Brick Agency. Be sure to check out the podcast of each show by following NWKS Sports on SoundCloud. Stop what you're doing and listen. pitch. Swing and a drive to deep left field. Back goes Castro. It is gone! The Royals needed two. They got four on a walk-off grand slam by Bobby Witt Jr. Welcome back. Monday morning here on the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online, nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Good Monday morning, everybody. The final day of July of the year 2023. Glad that you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, fun weekend this past weekend, of course. Uh, the big fight with Terrence Bud Crawford. How about the Kansas City Royals doing something they haven't done in a very, very long time? we got plenty of things to get to on today's Monday's program. Uh, we will be getting to our weekend winners and losers here in just a little bit. Our uh, Goodland High School boys head basketball coach, Mikey Dahl, is going to join us today. We'll be visiting him, getting an update on the summer that was for uh, the uh, Goodland Cowboy basketball team. That's right, was, because uh, we're only a couple weeks away from school beginning and getting back into the swing of things. Uh, we will get you an update on the trade deadline, both the Royals and the Rockies, busy in those type of deals, uh, surprisingly to the Rockies, maybe not so much for the Royals. And uh, a very interesting and funny, and I think maybe even game-changing uh, storyline in the walk-off, which we will get to coming up here uh, at the end of the show. So we got a full show ahead today. As always, if you want to be a part of the Morning Blitz, the best way to do so is get your thoughts, comments, and questions in through our text line. That number is 785-899-2222, You want to store that number in your phone. There will be a chance to win from the Kansas Lottery today. We have uh, some great uh, instant tickets from the Kansas Lottery to give away today and for the next week. So um, if you're wanting to win, maybe have to get a little lucky. You're in early August. Well, uh, this this next week or two is going to be for you. So keep that in mind. We'll, we'll let you know when to chime in and possibly a winner from the Kansas Lottery. But we're 12 minutes past the top of the hour here on a Monday. Let's kick the show off with our weekend winners as well as losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners 
Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Well, I'm going to start with the Kansas City Royals because they are truly winners. They, after a 2-1 victory on Sunday over the Minnesota Twins, they have swept an opponent for the first time since, anybody have a guess? September of last year. The Royals had not swept any opponents this year since September of the 2022 season. And they get a sweep. They win 8-5 on Friday. The grand slam by Bobby Witt Jr. was a huge part to that come-from-behind victory for the Royals. That propelled them to a 10-7 win on Saturday and then a 2-1 victory uh, there in on Sunday to get the victory for the Kansas City Royals. And so what a... Uh, what a weekend it was for the Royals, who have won three in a row for the first time this season. I mean, think about it. We are on, we're pretty much August 1st, and the Royals did not have a three-game winning streak. Like, I can understand you didn't get a sweep. Okay, but maybe you won a game at the end of a series where you lost the first two, and then you won two to begin that. No. This was the first time this season that the Royals had won three games in a row, and once again, the first time they've swept an opponent since September of 2022. Unbelievable. Uh, those kind of numbers are just absolutely crazy. Sunday, Ryan Yarbrough went seven innings, seven hits, a run, no walks, five Ks. Ryan Yarbrough has looked really good over his last few starts. In fact, uh, the stat on Ryan Yarbrough, I was reading about that. After his best start of the season on Sunday, it was his third quality start in the month of July, and he lowered his ERA to 2.19 in the month of July with 15 strikeouts and just two walks. Do the Royals have something brewing there? I mean, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for you to just sit there and be like, well, maybe the Royals have something in Ryan Yarbrough. I mean, this is a guy who missed the majority of the early part of the season. Remember, he had the comebacker that hit him in the face, unfortunately. He suffered those fractures. But he's come back and has been pretty darn good. And maybe the most consistent pitcher, obviously, for the Royals in the month of July. Will that continue into August? I don't know. But we will see. But the Royals get it done this weekend. Once again, the highlight was the Bobby Witt Grand Slam on Friday. That was exciting. Uh, really not as much excitement in this second or in the, the game that got them the series sweep. Freddie Fermin uh, had a home run in the game. Michael Garcia had an RBI double. And uh, that was what kind of helped push the Royals over the top in a 2-1 win over the Twins, who came into that series leading the AL Central, but after getting swept by the lowly Royals, uh, they find themselves now, once again, not at the top of the AL Central. I, well, actually, I should take that back. They still they still are there, but just barely. Cleveland only a half game back, uh, but that AL Central is, is really bad. And a fun stat for Bobby Wood Jr., this was going into Sunday's game. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr., in his two games, this was on Friday and Saturday combined, he had nine RBIs, eight hits, Four extra base hits, two homers, one grand slam, and a stolen base. Since the RBI became an official stat in 1920, only one other MLB player has put up all those numbers over a two-game span. Anybody want to take a guess? The great Willie Mays back in 1958. Once again, nine RBIs, eight hits, four of them extra bases, two homers, one grand slammer, and a stolen bag for Bobby Wood Jr. Look, Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a great player. He is going to be a great player. He's still very young, but he is coming along Ever so slowly. He's a great he's a cornerstone piece for the Royals going forward. 
I think they have a lot of, as I've said many times before, I think they have a lot of very nice pieces in their lineup. MJ Melendez, uh, you know, there's plenty of other guys in there mixed as well. But they have to get better pitching. Ryan Yarbrough had a solid outing. Can he continue to do that in the month of August? Can the Royals build any momentum towards the end of the year? We talk about that. I talk about that, it seems like, every single year. Can the Royals or the Rockies find any momentum to build here down the stretch in August to put themselves in a position to be, you know, feeling good about themselves going into next season? We'll see. But the Kansas City Royals are first winners of the weekend. They sweep the Minnesota Twins. First sweep of this season, or first sweep since September of 2023, or sorry, 2022, and their first three-game winning streak they carry uh, into uh, into today. They have the day off today. They have a new series that opens up starting on Tuesday. Uh, they welcome in the struggling New York Mets. Continuing on our weekend winners and losers, our second winner of the weekend. How about Terrence Bud Crawford? I know most people probably didn't watch the fight. I didn't watch it in real time either. But I, I don't think people understand the type of greatness that we're seeing from Terrence Bud Crawford, who won by won by the officials calling it in the ninth round against Errol Spence. Uh, just domination by Crawford. He this was a matchup of two guys that were unbeaten. Spence had never been knocked to the mat before, and Terrence Bud Crawford put him on the mat in pretty much the first round. Terrence Bud Crawford is the best boxer maybe in the world right now. I mean, you can go back, I and mean, there's been some good ones. I mean, of course, you know, boxing is not as big a thing as it used to be. It used to be a lot bigger, of course, with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and whoever else, you, George Foreman, you can throw all these other big names out there. And, of course, Bud Crawford's not in the heavyweights. People like seeing the big bodies throw big blows. And, you know, he's not that. Terrence Brad Crawford is a small man, you know, under 130 pounds. You know, he's one, he's, he's the first, uh, he's the first guy, first boxer ever to win in this era to win, you know, in two weight classes, to be the one undisputed worldwide champ in two weight class. I think he's in featherweight and welterweight. First one ever to do that. So he's, was, I think he was in a featherweight initially. Won that, then went up a weight class, won that, and is yet, yet to ever lose a fight. It's amazing. And, you know, he's 35 years old. I mean, he's, he's, around, he's around my age, a little bit older. You know, it's, that's not a young man's sport. <laughs> it's not. Quickness, agility, toughness, all that stuff. But Terrence Bud Crawford, uh, once again, proving that he's the best fighter of our time, at least when it comes to boxing. He's the best fighter of our time. You know, he's the he's the Muhammad Ali of our time. He's been that great, that dominant uh, in his career. Absolutely dominant. 40-0 with 31 knockouts. You know, and the funny, the, the cool thing I think about a little bit too is that he's he's from Omaha, Nebraska. You know, he's from the Midwest. He's not from the coast, and that's pretty cool to see. So our second winner of the weekend, Terrence Bud Crawford with the win over uh, Errol Spence Jr., winning in the ninth round. The officials had to call it. I mean, he was Spence was about to get knocked out anyway. It was domination once again by Terrence Bud Crawford, who once again becomes the first boxer to be the world champ in two different weight classes when it comes to featherweight and welterweight. Very impressive showing from Terrence Bud Crawford. Uh, our final winner of the weekend, how about Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer going to be a winner of this past weekend. 
as Max Scherzer agreed to a decided to let go of his no trade clause out of the New York Mets and is going to the Texas Rangers. And there's plenty there's plenty of guys that that get to be in this spot, but I'm going to use Max Scherzer as an example. Max Scherzer is making an absurd amount of money. You know, he's getting 15 million dollars from the I think his previous team. Um and then he's getting 28 million dollars from the Mets and he's getting another 15 million dollars from the Rangers. The guy's making an unbelievable amount of money because this year, in his second season of the Mets, he agreed to a three-year, $130 million deal back in 2021. The guy's making an unbelievable amount of money, and he's on a bad team, but now he's going to go to a good team in the Rangers, a chance to, once again, compete for a chance to win a ring. And there's plenty of guys like this at the trade deadline that get a chance to move to go somewhere else and a chance to have some success and to possibly win a ring and getting off of a bad team, and and one in New York that's full of expensive players, that's just not very good. But Scherzer, who's almost 40 years old, um, is going to remain with the Rangers through 2024. That's according to The Athletic. But a uh, big-time deal there is he's a winner of the weekend, and there's plenty of guys like that in, in Major League Baseball right now. I mean, for example... Uh, look at look at Nicky Lopez. Nicky Lopez got from the Royals. He got traded yesterday. He's going to the best team in baseball. He's going to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Royals get uh, Taylor Hearn in return for him, a left-handed pitcher. I don't know if it's much, honestly, but nonetheless, Nicky Lopez going to go to play for the the Braves. And there's a good chance that Nicky Lopez is going to go from a team that was one of the worst in the American League to the best in baseball and have a chance to win himself a ring. Trade deadline puts it that kind of position. Uh, the Rockies also yesterday, to a surprise to some, I know our good friend Dan Lucero will talk about this on Wednesday, I have no doubt, but the, the Rockies actually doing some smart things at the trade deadline, trading away some pieces. Yesterday they agreed to a deal where they traded both Randall Gritchick and C.J. Crone to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in return for a couple of minor league pitchers. I mean, that's what the Rockies have done so far. The Rockies and the Royals have both traded away pieces for pitching because that's what they both desperately need. And the Rockies, more than anybody, they need pitchers. And so they've traded away some pieces here uh, this year. And it was kind of a sad – It's to me, it's kind of been a sad thing to see C.J. Crone uh, leave the Rockies organization because this guy from 2021 to 2023 played in 347 games, batted 266. He had 68 home runs, 226 RBIs. He was an all-star in 2022. He led the Rocks in home runs in 21 and 22. He had 102 RBIs in 2022. And he had a he had a good he really enjoyed playing at Coors Field. And I don't know and I don't know what he's going to do at in 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 Anaheim. I have no idea what he's going to do down there. No idea. Randall Gritchick is kind of the hot bat right now for the Rockies. He's been pretty good. Uh he's been hitting around over 300 over the last month or so. And so Randall Gritchick, a decent person, you know, C.J. Crone's just going to enter their bat in that lineup for the Angels, who are investing everything they possibly can into making a playoff run and trying to keep Shohei Otani. They have come up with a plan that instead of trading Otani and saying, well, we're, we're going to trade him and we're going to uh, you know get some prospects for him, instead we're going to trade all of our prospects, or majority of our prospects, away to other teams to bring in pieces to try and make a playoff push. They're not even within a half game of the playoffs. They're still four games back, I believe, in the wild card and four games back in the division. They've got work to do. 
they're banking on the fact that they're going to be able to win enough games here in the last month to put themselves in the postseason and then to hopefully win some games in the postseason. It's a massive gamble. A massive gamble. And what the Angels of Anaheim are going to look like here coming up next year if they don't win a World Series ring, I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. But they have invested everything in this year because they know that Otani is, they're, they're trying to convince Otani that they'll do anything to win with him in the lineup, and hopefully that'll help that convince him to stay with them in the future. We'll see if that happens. But once again, winners of the weekend, guys of the trade deadline, including especially guys going to good contenders like Max Scherzer, Kyle Isabel, pieces like that. I don't know if I consider Randall Gritchick and, and uh, CJ Crone winners of the trade deadline, but the Rockies were smart in dealing them away and getting more pieces for their future pitching staff because they need it desperately. So there you go. Our winners of the weekend, the Royals, with a sweep of the Twins, their first sweep of an opponent since September of 2022. Terrence Brud Crawford being the dominant box that he is, and, of course, uh, Max Scherzer and any other players that are traded to contenders in the tra- at the trade deadline, which we're, there's still a couple more hours left in that. That will go until tomorrow. I think 6 o'clock Eastern time is when the trade deadline. And I'll be intrigued to see if there's any more teams that make a move. There's some teams that are kind of on the outside looking in that could make some moves. There's plenty of other pieces that could be shipped at this point in time. We'll see. Uh, Let's move on to losers of the weekend in our final five minutes of this segment here. Uh, You know, speaking of the Rockies, as a team, I'd say they are a loser of the weekend. I always hate to go back to it, but, I mean, how could you not? This past weekend, the the Rockies welcomed in the worst team in baseball record-wise, the Oakland Athletics. And guess what? The Colorado Rockies needed to win on Sunday to avoid a sweep at the hands of the A's. And they did get that done. They won 2-0 on Sunday behind a really solid performance. Had a tie block, uh, usually a reliever that got the start, went five innings, gave up three hits, threw 52 pitches, and only 11 of them were not for strikes. So 11 balls. Pretty darn good. And the bullpen combination of Cook, Suter, Bard, and Lawrence closed the door, allowing just two hits the rest of the way through four innings with no runs allowed to get a 2-0 win over Oakland. Um, but before that, they had lost 8-5 on Friday and 11-3 on Saturday. And so going into Sunday, they had already lost the series to the worst team in baseball. The Athletics with the two wins this weekend improved to 30-77. and while the Rockies, the worst team in the National League record-wise, dropped to 41-64. and 64. So right there you go. The Rockies just, like I said, it's, 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 it's past repairable for this season. It's once again about preparing for the future. And that's what you saw happen yesterday evening when they decided we're going to get rid of, we'll send Randall Gritchick and C.J. Crone away for pieces. And, and uh, you know, this company forgot young guys to step up for the Rockies. Guys like Michael Toglia, going to play first base. Eloris Montero, a guy who could play first base in the replacement of C.J. Crone. Those two guys have got a chance to showcase something. If they want to be around for the future, they need to show something. Toglia's batting just barely over the Mendoza line at 203 this year. Montero, not too far ahead of him at 209. It's not been impressive. But those guys are going to get a whole month with a lot of time in the lineup to show which one deserves to be there full-time. Randall Gritchick is gone. That means more time for you know, other players. Nolan Jones gets more time. Brenton Doyle, which has already gotten a lot of time. Those guys right there, they get more and more time to better themselves for the future. And the Rockies are going to lean on those guys with guys that are more 
what's the word I'm looking for here, consistent uh, and more experienced players going elsewhere to help uh, possible postseason teams. So once again, lose first loser of the weekend, the Colorado Rockies. They are they avoid a sweep of the hands of the A's, but they still lose the series to the worst team in Major League Baseball. And then our final loser of the weekend. I don't know how to break this story down, but my final loser of the weekend. I don't know if it's the Colts or if it's Jonathan Taylor, but it's a combination of the two. The storyline all weekend has been a fantastic one to follow and very funny at the same time in a weird way. You've got one of the better running backs in the league who's a part of this whole ordeal once again with the NFL and, you know, value of running backs, you know, are, are they worth the amount of money, so on and so forth. And there's a predicament that, you know, you've got guys like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. They both decided to sign their franchise tags and get paid, you know, just over $11 million each for this next season. While Jonathan Taylor, who still has one more year left on his rookie deal, is looking for a new deal with the Colts. But Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, is saying, we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll, we'll discuss it maybe at the end of this season. Well, Jonathan Taylor's holding up because he wants that. Well, then there was a whole story that came up late last night that someone thought that Jonathan Taylor had a non-related injury to his back, non-football-related injury to his back, which Jonathan Taylor has since said that is false information. But lots of different storylines going lots of different ways. And, you know, it's, it's going to be so fascinating to see in the, to this year and then going through the future what NFL running backs do to kind of get some more power on their side because right now they have no power. And it was so funny. I was watching a little bit of uh, Get Up this morning uh, before I came on the air, and they were talking about Dalvin Cook, who is a free agent. Same thing for Zeke Elliott, both pretty good running backs. I mean, Zeke might be a little bit – Zeke is past his prime, but Dalvin Cook's still right there. Two guys that have got a lot of mileage on their legs but still could be a pretty good asset to the correct team, but they haven't signed anywhere. You know, Zeke was looking at going to the – he visited the Patriots this weekend. Nothing came of that. Dalvin Cook has visited the New York Jets in in Miami. Nothing's come of that. But here's the thing. This might be the way of the future for the NFL running back. It might be getting into free agency and by saying, well, do you want me? What are you willing to offer me? Okay, what you want me? What do you want to offer me? All right, well, this team's willing to offer me that. What are you willing to offer me? And pin two teams against one another to help raise your value and your price. That might be the best way to go about doing it right now. Until something else changes, that just seems like that might be the best way of doing it. But right now, the like I said, you've got Jonathan Taylor, who's a really good running back, and. The Colts do not want to pay him. And here's the fa- the sad part, I think, personally, when it comes to Jonathan Taylor, is that you are a running back that has re- that is pretty good. I don't think your mileage is that bad. You've been, you've been productive in your first couple of years here, uh, and you're and you you just it's your, just your second deal. It's not your third deal. I'm just shocked they don't want to try to extend him uh, for his second deal. But we'll see. They they all believe that they can find a, a great running back or a serviceable back in the draft or free agency. We'll see how that all shakes out. So there you go. The loser of the week. I don't know if it's the Colts or if it's Jonathan Taylor, but it's a combination of the two and the loser of the weekend. So once again, losers, uh, them and, of course, the Colorado Rockies after dropping two of three to the worst team Major League Baseball, the Oakland Athletics. All right, there's our weekend winners and losers here on this Monday. Going to be a hot one today again, 95 degrees. But, hey, cooler temperatures look to be on the horizon. That's exciting. We'll uh, 
Plenty more to get to here on today's program. We've got uh, Goodland High School boys head basketball coach Mikey Dahl joining us in studio next. Stick around. You're listening to the Morning Blitz. It's time for a check of the markets with the Anderson Trade Group on the Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio Network. with your morning grain report on Monday, July 31st. In the overnight market, September corn is down 14 and a quarter at 5.06 and three quarters. December down 14 and a half at 5.15 and three quarters. And March down 14 at 5.27 and three quarters. August soybeans are down 21 and three quarters at 14.65. September down 28 and a half at 14.04 and a half. November down 29 and a half at 13.53. September Kansas City wheat is down 15 and three quarters at 8.40 and a half. December down 15 at 8.54 and a quarter. And March down 14 and a half at 8.54. Dow Jones is up 57 points at 35,649. S&P up 12 points at 4,618. NASDAQ up 43 at 15,891. Gold is up $4.30 at $2,004.20. Silver up 15 cents at 24.66, and crude oil is up 66 cents at 81.24. If you have any risk management questions or grain you would like to market in the Colorado area, you can reach John Hankey or Joseph Toning at 970-744-4484, or in the Overland Park office, you can reach myself, Paige Chapman, Tom Saluto, or Tyler Ghosh at 913-748-3000. The Anderson Trade Group, proud market partners with Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio. Find out more at andersongrain.com. The risk of loss through trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance, whether actual or indicated, is not indicative of future results. The Anderson Trade Group has no guarantee that the advice given will result in profitable trades. Kansas Corn reminds you that E15 fuel is the right choice for every kind of driver. For the car enthusiast, E15 has higher octane. For the thrifty driver, E15 is priced lower than regular unleaded. For the nature lover, E15 provides cleaner air. For the shopper who buys local, E15 has more ethanol from our Kansas corn farms. Choose E15 for a higher octane, lower price, and cleaner American fuel. This message from the Kansas Corn Commission. Learn more at kscorn.com. Child care is a calling where you inspire young hearts, play an essential role in the lives of families, and help keep the Kansas economy moving. Kansas needs more child care professionals. Child care is calling. Will you answer? Say thank you to child care professionals for everything they do for Kansas children and consider what a career in child care could mean for you. Find help getting started at childcareinkansas.com. If you're shopping for a banking institution, visit with Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, and Quinter, Kansas. The Equity Bank is heavily invested in local business and activities contributing in many ways back to their community. Their employees are involved with many organizations and area events. Plus, a lot of experience comes with that staff. You'll find valuable local assistance when you bank at the Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, Quinter, and other locations in western Kansas. The Equity Bank. Member FDIC. 
Farmers wants to make sure you've got your favorite things covered and will give you a discount for doing it. Our auto multi-policy discount gives you up to 45% off your auto insurance for bundling policies like boat, motorcycle, RV, home, and life. It's just one of the many things that you can save with Farmers. Call Mike Brannick at 785-728-4911 to learn more or get a quote. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Not available in every state. Only available with select Farmers branded policies subject to terms and conditions. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, or Fire Insurance Exchanges. Farmers New World Life Insurance Company or affiliate. It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025 U Rock and the Rocking M app. on a Monday morning. Glad you're with us here on this July the 31st, final day of July. It's hard to believe that we're already past uh, the month of July has passed us. I was talking with Coach Dahl, uh, Mikey Dahl in the studio with us here at Goodland High School Boys Basketball Coach. I, I described it as like watching the 100-meter dash at a track meet. It's it's The summer is over in the blink of an eye, Coach. It's amazing how quickly things are, are done. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> it's not like it's me running the 100-meter dash No, either. it's not. It's <laughs> a lot not. A lot faster times than you and me, that is for sure. Um, how's it been? Good? Yeah, very good. Been busy. Um, been hot, but like yeah. I said, trying to stay cool and, and uh, enjoy some fa- uh, family time. How much golf have you played this summer? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Um Played quite a bit there early June and and May and just a couple times here recently. I think I've played one time this summer, and I shot pretty darn good. I was pretty proud of myself, but uh, I haven't played much. I know there's something about, you know, when you have little kids at home, there's something about me that just says, you know, I probably don't need to be out on the golf course. I need to be helping. It was a little bit cooler. They enjoyed going out with us. Yeah, that's uh, true. But now that's so hot, it's kind of kind of a no-go there that's the that's one of the hard parts you know that i'm learning of course and we're both in the same steps here of early part of, of fatherhood and, and you know, parenthood is that you know you know you, you want it you want the kids to go play outside but there's certain temps where you know they might like it but you going out and standing and they're watching them play and playing with them is not as much yeah <laughs> absolutely yep making them stop for water breaks and all that good oh stuff. yes yes we need to hydrate now yep, we need yep. to hydrate that's right good stuff uh mikey doll in studio well let's talk some basketball um i know july has been a little bit slower and of course august is not anywhere near anything uh, but june was a very busy month for ghs boys basketball what was what was the month of june like for you guys yeah so we we got going right away um state track and state baseball finished and uh, we started that next week. We gave them a couple of days off, but we, we got right back at it and um, had our team camp, went up to Marysville um, for our little team camp there and, and saw some really great competition, played some really good basketball. And um, then we uh, continued playing um, quite a bit of tournaments through Hayes. Um, and then we hosted one and, and Colby hosted a scrimmage. So we got to play a lot of basketball, um, both varsity and JV wise. Um, so it was really good. And then uh, the guys did a great job in the weight room for us this summer, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of what, what their effort was this summer. You were telling me about how much um, how much th- those those tournament days are. I mean, how much basketball you play in a short amount of time. And when and I'm not and, and you're not so far removed from basketball that you're in terrible shape. But I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played in a short amount yeah. of time at these games. Yeah, and when you ask the kids to play so hard and and uh, you know grind it out defensively like we try to do. Um, you know, it wears and tears on them. And so uh, it, it is kind of a grind for them, but um, their commitment is hopefully going to pay off for us um, come season time. Um, but uh, we do have a lot of depth this year. Um, unfortunately, we only got to play two games where we kind of had 
um, all of our guys there um, per se. And uh, but that's okay. Some other guys got to step up and played some different roles, which is really good. But um, the depth was definitely nice to have, and and uh, then some younger guys got to step up and play some different roles as well. Yeah, it will be another. I mean, this year, upcoming year, won't be like a complete. It's not a nowhere near anywhere a complete rebuild. I mean, you have a lot of guys coming back that played a lot of significant minutes, um, and that's that's going to be nice. But it is good to kind of get that feel for these these up and comers that you're going to need here in the next year or two, and maybe play some spot roles this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I really wanted to to talk about right um, today was the development of our youth and and. Uh, you know, a couple of those eighth graders coming up um, had a really good summer. Um, the freshman class that are going to be sophomores had a really, really good summer, um, putting the time in, and, and uh, maybe they didn't get to play a whole lot of varsity, but we told them just keep keep working, your time's going to come. Um, but they they made huge strides around the JV level this year, uh, this summer, and I think they're going to have a big year on JV this year too. And then, um, you know, some of our younger guys like Braylon Mole stepped up and played a much larger role, which we kind of expected them to do. Um, you know, Blair Lennon uh, did a great job for us this summer. We saw some of him last year. Casey Cedarstrom um, got to play a ton of varsity this summer. Actually, he only played varsity with us this summer, and he he really excelled as well too. So seeing some of these other guys step up and uh, to fulfill some rules or um, push some of our older guys or uh, some of our guys who I guess have had more playing time, um, it's going to be really fun to see, and it's going to make us a lot better in practice every single day. Mikey Dahl with us in studio talking a Goodland Cowboy basketball. Yeah, we were – gosh, I was had my train of thought and I lost it for a second there. But I was I was going to ask something along the lines of, you know, getting guys prepared for next season. Oh, now I've completely lost my train of thought, so I'm going to have to just go back to that, I guess. It'll probably hit me in the next question or something like that. Uh, one thing that's been nice, of course – oh, I know what it was. Now, see, there I knew. I knew it would come back to me. <laughs> How much have you seen the game of basketball grow in this town over the last – handful of years i feel like it's grown more and i think we can contribute that to more success uh in winning and things like that kids have gotten a little bit more into basketball because i i know i drive around town in the summertime i see a lot of kids shooting hoops yeah absolutely and and uh you know it's i don't know um it was one thing that i really wanted to do when i moved into town was kind of um dip into our elementary school kids and and get them playing and, and enjoying the game and uh, we had some some parents do a good job with them, coaching them when they were younger. And uh, our junior high staff right now is um, extremely good um, with Hayes and D's and Chase Top of actually going to move up to high school this year. But um, so I think that's a big, um, you know, kudos to them for helping develop the excitement for those younger kids. And uh, but you know, when success happens, um, you're drawn to drawn to it naturally. Um, and so those kids getting to play more basketball has been a lot more fun for them. But, um, you know, just besides basketball, I think we're going to, you know, you see us making improvements on baseball and some guys doing really good things in track. And I think the football team's going to make a step this direction or in the good direction this year. And, and so I think just the athletic program in, in, in general is doing a really good job. And like I said, they're doing a great job in the weight room. Um, Coach Mosier does a really good job with them in there. And so um, I think all those pieces coming together. But um, it's definitely – a lot of fun seeing guys love the game of basketball. You talked about it. I, I've asked all the coaches about this, but you know the impact that Coach Mosier has had on on all the athletes and, and how he's gone about you know getting them conditioned for you know changing of the seasons and playing all these games and stuff. I mean, he he really has done a nice job coming in and running that weight room. Has done some good stuff with the help of the other coaches as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's been a huge staple for our program. Um, you, we see, you know 
there was a time Coach Steph and I would say we're not the fastest team out there. You know, we're not we're not close to the fastest or quickest team out there, and, and or strongest. And that's not the case anymore. And and uh, Coach Mosier's put those athletes in a position where if they put the work in, then uh, they're going to get the get a lot out of it. And and they have. And you see some of these guys like Lincoln Cure or Red Irig, um, who are just huge and massive. And then, but you got some of the other guys like you know Manny and and. Uh, you know, um, Jesus Sacedo, uh, who worked really hard, and they're just quick, super quick, and and so he uh, he puts them in position to succeed if they put the work in, and and right now we have guys doing that, so it's really cool. Well, not only seeing guys put work in, of course, in the weight room, we're seeing guys put work in outside. Brady Brumbaugh has been playing a lot of summer league ball away. I know uh, Lincoln Cure has been doing a lot of stuff with football. I mean, a lot of guys are putting in the work outside of just away from the high school stuff too. Yeah, and that's that's huge for success. Um, uh, those guys putting in the extra work, you know, Brady and Noah um, play on PGU um, AAU team this year, and they've played a ton of games. And uh, Braylon Mullen and Zach Dorson are playing in WKE, so they're getting a lot of games. But I don't know how many times I walked into the gym this summer and you saw different guys getting shots up or they finish in the weight room and, and they get shots up. And actually one thing that we did different this summer was we called the breakfast club. And uh, we said, <laughs> if you want to wake up at 530 in the morning and come get shots up before weights, um, Let's do it, and we had anywhere between ten to fifteen guys almost every single day getting in, getting shots up, and um, we made over almost six thousand dollars or six thousand dollars, six thousand makes um, as a program uh, doing that dollar so, make. Yeah, I wish <laughs> we need a donator next year. Yeah, there no. you go. But uh, that was really good to see. Um, a lot of confidence built that way within our shooting, and so um, good buy-in is there as well. How exciting is that as a coach to you know say let's do this? And then to see that kind of turnout at that kind of time of day, I mean, that's got to be really rewarding, I'm guessing. Yeah, so when I first thought about it, I was sitting in my classroom, and I'm like, yeah, good idea, bad idea, you know. And um, I was like, you know what, let's just go for it. If we get four kids in there a day, you know, that's at least four kids who are getting shots up. And um, it kind of really took off, and we kind of stressed, hey, just try to make it twice a week if you can. And and uh, some people made it, you know, once a week, but we had uh, quite a few made it four days a week. And and uh, it was really cool to see we get different shots up off the gun and, and working on different things, nothing too high intensity, but uh, just get that repetition down in the shop. But it's um, pretty much whatever we've done this summer, our kids have really bought into, and and uh, they've done that for the last couple of years. You know, I think you saw halfway through the season last year, we totally bought into what we were doing. We kind of took off as a program, and so that buy-in's been huge for us, and it's going to continue to push us over the edge. I, I I don't know how much you have at this point in time, as sure as we get closer to the season, but how much excitement do you have about this upcoming season? Because it, it feels like it could be a pretty solid year for, I mean, last year was a good year, don't get me wrong, but this year could be a pretty good year for you guys with, with what you have coming back and the experience that you'll have. Yeah, no, I think we, we have extremely high goals um, looking into the season. Um, I could see the excitement from our guys this summer. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, um, we're going to have to um, – Realize, I think what we realized last year is it's not going to be easy. We got to keep that mindset going into to next year, kind of keep that chip on our shoulder. But um, a lot of excitement, um, a lot of guys coming back. Um, then you had, you know, Red Irick's going to play basketball this year, and and like I said, Case, and you got some other guys who are pushing. Um, you know, Jesus Saucedo, Brody Bergsma, you know, Cato Romero. Some of these younger guys pushing these older guys. Practice is going to be really really good every single day, and. Um, we're kind of hoping that sometimes practice is more competitive than games. And if we can do that, then, uh, you know, hopefully we can make a run at things. Well, it'll certainly be interesting, that is for sure, to, to follow that along. And, and hopefully, like I said, a great success. And I, I don't know how, I mean, with this Breakfast Club, that's got to help you a lot because, like you said, you got a chance to play a lot in June. 
But, you know, just to get shots up and to get into the gym is something that sometimes can be hard to do as the summer progresses on. But it sounds like as if that hasn't really been an issue this year. Yeah, you know, when you play a game, uh, you know, I could just pick a random player. Let's, let's say Trent Sheldon, who's a, who's a sophomore for us. And he might play a game of basketball. He might only get four or five shots up a game, you know. And so you play um, five games, he only gets 20 shots. You know, that's great getting 20-game shots. But – um, at the end of the day, you need repetition to build your skill. And, and so um, these guys come in and, and they get over 125 shots a day. Um, that's going to help their confidence within the shooting. And so um, doing work outside of just playing games, I think, is important for us and, and building that skill. Is there anything else that's going to happen before school starts at this point? I, mean, I know there's kind of that moratorium and I know there's speed camp stuff. Um, and of course, I don't well, trust me, we'll get to your, your big deal here coming up on August 11th. But anything within the game of basketball coming up here in the next few weeks? Uh, no, we have a handful of guys going to play in MAYB Nationals um, with their AAU programs. But um, for us, we're done. You know, they got speed camp, and uh, now it's kind of their time to relax after a busy, busy summer for them and, and uh, all their time and commitment. So hopefully they get to spend some time with their families and, and relax away from the game um, and kind of rejuvenate get ready for uh, school and football. No, absolutely. All right, let's talk about uh, the back-to-school bash. That's coming up August 11th. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the Goodland GAC with that um, and Tess Smith and all that. But you also have your big uh, cornhole tournament that you do for fundraising. Uh, it's been a pretty popular event. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've had, you know, almost 20 teams last couple of years. and and uh, Each year. Each year, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, not 20 yeah, total. Yes. 20 each year. So we're hoping to build on that and maybe get, get more teams this year and – and uh, but it's a lot of fun. It goes pretty quick. It, it's about an hour um, from start to finish, and and uh, it's just a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of different people. You got some kids out there playing against some adults, and and uh, family members playing against family members. So there's a little bit of trash talking going on, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a lot of fun. And um, if you guys want to come out and support, we would definitely appreciate it. Um, it's forty dollars per team. Um, like you said, August 11th, uh, we'll register at 5:30, and we'll we'll get bags flying at six o'clock. And what time does that? Or sorry, not what time. All that money kind of helps goes towards camp stuff for future, all that and meals and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So um, the ma- big majority of it goes to our summer program. Uh, we do like to get some merchandise for our kids during the season, but uh, we went to our big team camp in Marysville this summer, and the kids only had to pay for meals. They didn't have to pay for hotels. They didn't have to pay for entry fee. Um, and so, um, same thing with Hayes, they didn't have to pay for entry fee, uh, none of that stuff. We don't ever want money to be a problem, um, for our kids or a reason why they can't do something. And so, um, all that support goes straight back to our summer program. And it's, it's really important for us because like I said, we had, um, 20 kids go to our team camp. We've had almost, uh, 16 to 18 kids go to our Hayes MAYB. And then we had over 20 kids participate in our, our, uh, other two scrimmages. So, um, great participation, and uh, it goes to a really good cause for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, that's August 11th. You want to be there and uh, play bags with Coach. Are you? Do you compete, or are you just kind of oversee? <laughs> I did. I did the first uh, first year, and uh, then I decided I probably just better. Just better. Is run it because the show. you won the first year? No, I didn't win the first year. <laughs> I would have had to stand back. No, no. Uh, defending champions are uh, Coach Topliff and Dax Reese. So um, we'll have to see if they can get beat. And I know the Rudolph, uh, Mr. Rudolph, and Keaton Rudolph won the year before that. So there you go, the defending champs. Yep. There we go. Yep. Uh, you need to get like a golden bag. There you know, you go. the, the traveling trophy. <laughs> uh, one more thing that you we brought up here quickly. And this has been a thing across, I think, all sports, as a matter if it's Goodland or if it's any town. 
it's been finding coaches. And I know this next year you're going to have a whole new staff underneath you. And that's been, you know, and it doesn't matter what sport you talk. Every coach has got pretty much a whole new staff underneath them. And talk about those, that interesting this year. Yeah, so uh, Coach Stefan and Coach May leaving us is definitely going to, you know, leave a void in our program, um, especially Coach Stefan, how much time and years he's put in. But um, we're definitely going to be sad to see him go. But Coach Topliff's going to step right in, and uh, he's got plenty of years of experience within our program as well. Um, so we're excited to have him move up. Um, and then Coach Halligan's actually going to take his spot there in eighth grade. Um, um, so he'll be, you know, there won't be a drop-off there at all. And then uh, we got Coach Connor, who's moved in from Topeka. He's got lots of coaching experience. And so uh, the knowledge that both of those two guys are going to bring is is tremendous. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to have a drop-off as far as coaching, um, even though we're going to miss the guys that we have. But we have some new guys stepping up who we're really excited about, and they're excited about coaching um, the guys that we have as well. Coach, thank you so much for getting up with us this morning. Appreciate it. And, uh We'll be talking to you soon. Yep, sounds good. Thank you, Ross. Once again, great stuff there. Mikey Dahl, uh, head boys basketball coach for GHS. Let's take a break. When we come back, wrap up the show with some final thoughts and the walk-off. You're listening to the Morning Blitz. Stream the biggest blockbusters this summer with Popcorn Summer Movies on Pluto TV. Experience nonstop action with the first four Mission Impossible movies and Top Gun. Laugh out loud to comedies like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and The Backup Plan. With thousands of free movies, Pluto TV has something for everyone. Available on live TV and on demand. Download Pluto TV on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Midwest Energy is a cooperative, and capital credits are our share of the cooperative's net margins, or the money left over after expenses are paid. Capital credit checks are being mailed to customers in late July. If you receive a capital credit check this year, those are your share of margins earned in 2003. Check your July or August Midwest Energy bill for your annual capital credit statement. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Are you getting all the discounts you're entitled to on your home and auto insurance? Multi-car, multi-policy, common loss deductible, remodel credits are just a few options available. Do you have a special circumstance requiring insurance coverage? We might be able to help with that also. Check with the girls at the insurance agency at 1020 Main Street in Goodland or call 785-899-5011. We offer coverage from several companies to best suit your insurance needs. Call or stop by and talk to Roxanne, Susan, or Judy for all your insurance needs. Phones nowadays can do practically anything, including feed you. And now, now they cannot. Well, that is if you download the McDonald's app. Use the McDonald's app to get deals on the food you love, including McCafe's, soft drinks, fries, and so much more. Plus, keep up to date on what's trending at McDonald's with the latest promotions, events, new products, and specials. You can even order and pay from the app. So download it today and score from your local McDonald's at Burlington, Colby, Goodland, and Lamar. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You could throw your flip-flop at a bug. Ew, a bug, get it. But the chances of actually hitting it... Oh, over there! ...are statistically... It's still alive. Unlikely. Good thing nature's got your back. 
stem bug killers combine powerful active ingredients found in plants like lemongrass and geraniol and scientifically engineer them into effective bug fighting formulas safe for use as directed around people, pets, and throughout the home. Stem, rooted in nature, optimized by science. Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. Thanks again to Mike Dahl for joining us on the program today. Talk a little GHS high school basketball. Uh, before we get to the walk-off, this is the chance, though, now to text in. If you want to be a winner from the Kansas Lottery, you could win Day of the Dead instant scratch tickets from the Kansas Lottery. That's right. Instant tickets from the Kansas Lottery. Their promotion now, Day of the Dead. If you text in the word DEAD to 785-899-2222, 785-899-2222, text in the word DEAD, you can be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. Win yourself possibly a scratch ticket there. Uh, let's see here. Big thanks to Mikey Dahl. He did want to remind folks that uh, you go on Facebook. You can find more information about uh, the about the um, uh, it's coming up uh, cornhole tournament that he has. You can find more information there. I had a couple texters uh, text in wondering more information. I have some information on that, and I will get back to you texters on that about the back to school bash, Goodland High School basketball fundraiser, the third annual cornhole tournament that's going on there. Uh, coming up here on August 11th. So I'll get you that more information here after we get out of the show because i got enough things on my mind right now. A three-run walk-off home run. A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. The second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. I don't saw this story, but it's to me it's funny, and I think it could be game-changing in an extent. Darnell Wright, who is a selection out of Tennessee by the Chicago Bears, he's an offensive lineman, a rookie. He reported to Bears training camp here a few days ago, and he passed the offensive lineman conditioning test with flying colors. The funny thing is, there's a decent chance he would have passed the wide receiver test as well, because apparently he was sent the wide receiver conditioning program throughout the summer and did it without knowing it and came back in such good shape that he could have passed the wide receiver portion of the workout. That's crazy. The biggest difference between the programs is pretty much the distance ran in less time, and Wright would have ran a, a, a further distance in less time if he had to. He absolutely crushed his workout uh, in his conditioning test. I'm telling you right now, this could be the start of something else. They're going to start accidentally giving all the offensive linemen, the wide receiver, or some other, tor- some other skill test and getting him that kind of shape. Especially if it ends up working well for Darnell right and he becomes like starter this year for the Bears. And I don't know why he wouldn't, because the Bears' offensive line is terrible. Just something to think about. Something about the future there. But think about that. Got the wrong test, got in the best shape of his life, and uh, we'll see if it ends up helping him, helping him this year with the Bears. Thanks to Mikey Dahl, and thanks to you for listening. Uh, we're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. Hope you stick around. It's been the Morning Blitz. We'll see you tomorrow.